Welcome to Star Wars Collecting Cosmos, a celebration of collecting miscellanea. Today, I am joined by our host, Marjorie, from Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys. Marjorie, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great today. I'm having a lot of fun, although it is really, really warm here in the Northwest, so I'm sweating a little bit. What is it, 75? No, it's 90. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys don't get weather like that, so I, I understand. Uh, you know what's funny is we have your weather because the high is going to be 70 tomorrow. Well, that sounds lovely. I, I, I'd love to have that, yeah. <laughs> We've actually been getting humidity here, too, which is not our norm, but uh, it makes it even worse. I'll get out my little violin for you. I, I actually have one around here. So. All right, and we are also joined by Amy from Nerd Dungeon. Hello, Amy. How are you doing today? Doing great. Great. I, I am not wilted yet in the summer heat, but uh, I'm looking forward to having the Pacific Northwest weather sent back to us from the Midwest. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're all looking forward to the nice 72-degree uh, weather we're going to see in San Diego next week, right? You, you say that, but one year it was 83 degrees and they were flipping their lids. I do remember that. I was staying inland, and it got really hot and humid where I was staying. It was not as nice. It was yeah. humid that year, and I was camped out on Hall H, and it was miserable. Yeah, humidity is the worst. I, I will just go on the record and say I could live in Arizona just fine. I don't mind the heat. I, they're not kidding when they say it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah. We've all been in Orlando in August. We know what Ugh. heat and humidity really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you dry off five. from your shower and you're still drying off because the humidity <laughs> is just so thick. I'll just never forget Celebration 5, just going through like Disney and going into each shop just to get into the air conditioning because it was oh, so yeah. bad. You know what the most wonderful thing was is that that fireworks display, the last tour to Endor, someone spilled beer on me and it was glorious because it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds better than, I, I know, Amy and I were standing next to each other, and I think a Amy almost got knocked over by somebody giving a proposal next to her to somebody else uh, yeah. during the fireworks display. Aww. Do you know how crowded everyone was during that fireworks display? Someone just decided to bend down in front of me and, like, almost shoved me out of their way with their backside so they could oh. propose. I couldn't put in too much of a complaint, though, because I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, but still, so personal, <laughs> you know... <laughs> okay, so uh, that's probably enough about the heat and humidity. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, an old product that uh, probably exists in most Star Wars collectors' collections, except for people like Tom Burgess, who's an OT curmudgeon. We're going to go back and look at applause products. I think we probably all got that. Is, is that true for everybody here on the call today? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I had a feeling. Guilty as charged. And in order to talk about applause, we're actually going to go back and talk to the kind of predecessor of what uh, applause came from, and that is uh, what's called either out-of-character or in-character products. And I use both those tags because I've looked at a lot of the products, and they go back and forth. Like, I've seen the same vinyl doll have out-of-character on it and one on in-character. So if anybody listening to this really knows why there's a difference between there, that'd be great to hear. Because, unfortunately, there's very little information online about these. Uh, there's actually not that much information about applause. Most of the uh, work I had to do to, to find everything on this came from uh, Gus and Duncan's uh, ginormous comprehensive guide to Star Wars collectibles, where I was able to find uh, almost everything applause made in that. But online, there's very little information. So hopefully, we're going to get some information out to people who don't know as much today. So going into the out-of-character, in-character, do you guys remember these at all, Marjorie? 
I did not collect them actively back then, but as I got into a relationship with Arnie, I did come to know them and love them and covet them. <laughs> Amy, do you remember these at all? I remember seeing them at the Suncoast video stores, but I never and was never really compelled to buy them, mainly because I saw the Endor Leia figure and it just it was so bad. Actually, no, that's well, the applause figure. Yeah, Endor yeah, Leia yeah. came later. Yeah, yeah. But no, I <laughs> I, I I was for whatever reason I wasn't compelled to buy them at the time, so I I didn't I never went into them. Well, me personally, it was it was that perfect time for me. I went into Suncoast Video and saw these. I was just getting back into buying Star Wars. I think these were coming about ninety three, ninety four. That's when these started to hit, and all of a sudden here's Star Wars product. Yes, there was Micro Machines and Bendums, and then there was there was these guys. The first two that came out was a Luke and X-Wing outfit, and he was holding his helmet uh, inside of his arm. And a Han Solo, I call him Endor just because he was wearing brown pants, but he didn't have a trench coat on. So it's Han from Return of the Jedi uh, with his vest on, but no trench coat. Those are the first two to come out, and when these came out, I bought the Han uh, immediately. I was a big Han Solo fan, as with Harrison Ford in general. And I never picked up that Luke X-Wing, and I'm actually kind of kicking myself still today because I still don't have that Luke X-Wing. Uh, the rest of them then came out a little while later. It was like that was the initial launch kind of to test the waters, and I guess they did well enough because later came a full wave of these where we got the Han came back. The Luke X-Wing did not, but then also instead of Luke X-Wing, we got a Luke Jedi, a Princess Leia in her A New Hope dress, uh, a Darth Vader, a Stormtrooper, a Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they actually don't look too bad. If you go back and look at these, I'll be posting pictures of these up on our Facebook page for everybody to see. But they're not too bad. The likenesses aren't the best, although the Leia actually looks pretty good. Uh, they, to me, they look better than what came later with the applause stuff. They're a little more heavy-duty. They're a little heavier in particular than the applause stuff that came later. However, they were not articulated at all. They were just statues. And they were just kind of one of those early Star Wars things that we didn't have before, and all of a sudden, here's Star Wars coming back out. And not too long after those hit, we got the, I call them 9 or 10 inch, depending on which character, uh, vinyl dolls that were officially from Applause. And these included things like Chewbacca with the uh, C-3PO on his back, Han and Stormtrooper disguise, uh, Luke Dagobah, there was a Darth Vader in there as well, uh, Boba Fett. Eventually there was like a Greedo and, and such, but uh, also our favorite here on the show, apparently, the Leia Endor. Ugh. Do you guys remember seeing these at all? Uh, Amy, do you remember these? Yes, of course I remember them. They're <laughs> they're a little bit more dynamically posed than the um, in-character figures. Yes, For whatever they... reason, the in-character figures reminded me of the vintage soap bottles. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That's what I think those new Titan figures look like, or soap bottles. Ah. That's what we refer to them on uh, Galaxy of Toys. Yeah, is, is that's bottle what, yeah, that's what we do on Star Wars Action News, especially if you look like some of them, like um, the Spider-Man one especially. If you go look at that one, it looks like you twist off his head and you got bubble bath. Yeah. Uh, the worst, if you've looked at them, are the Transformers ones. Have you guys seen those at all? No, but I need to now. The Transformers Titans are terrible. <laughs> I mean... It's just, it's so ridiculous when you see them. Uh, when they first came out, I, we talked about it on, on Galaxy of Toys a little bit. It's like, it was like, wow, these are the worst. If you ever thought the Star Wars ones were bad, which I don't think they're that bad, but if you go look at those Transformer ones, those are just awful. 
They're just giant hunks of plastic that, I mean, they're Transformers. They're barely poseable. It makes no sense at all. Anyway, coming back to applause. Um, <laughs> we go off on a tangent. The first applause vinyl dolls had limited articulation. I know some of them would have like one hinge and an arm so it could move back and forth. I think some of them had a head that moved, things like that. And they were, as Amy said, a little more dynamically posed. And some of them didn't stand up too well. I'm thinking of that Leia Endor myself. I used to put little Canadian pennies underneath her feet to help her stand up a little bit better. Otherwise, she fell flat on her face, which probably is why her face didn't look so that great, right? But there was a couple of them like that. I remember having to put coins or something to help them stand up a little bit better because they did not want to stand up well. Now, how come you never use doll stands? We have this argument in our house sometimes about doll stands because I think they look obtrusive and some people are like, no, you have to have it. You know, at the time, I didn't really know much about doll stands, so I didn't buy them at all. It wasn't till I, I can't remember when it was. It might have been around actually 2001, 2002, I actually went and bought a ton of doll stands for my stuff. And most of my 12-inch non-Star Wars now have doll stands. Still, none of my applause have doll stands. So, um, but I, I went in. I, did you side on the liking the doll stands or not liking the doll stands, Marjorie? I don't like them because I think that they look obtrusive. Because you can see this big, like C thing holding, like around the waist. Yeah, but it keeps it standing. I don't like them either, Marjorie. <laughs> The ones I bought, I bought for 12 inch, and I generally would work on hiding that, like it would go beneath a coat or robe or underneath a belt, so you really didn't see it as well. So I'm guessing you're more of a fan of the Hot Toys and Sideshow, what they do now with the little crotch uh, thing that holds them up? It depends, because on some of them, it's, again, it takes away from looking at the figure, like the Superman Hot Toys, the Christopher Reeve one. <laughs> <laughs> see? <You're laughs> the one I have standing on top of my TV right now, yes. Yes. Okay. When you uh, put the stick it, on him, it looks very odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll admit it does. Uh, you you could put him in the uh, Fortress of Solitude deal with the the, the uh, pole that you can hang him on like he's flying, but then the pole starts to slowly go over a little bit and, and become the Leaning Tower of Pisa and doesn't work as well. Yeah, but, so there's yeah. not a great option. No. You just want to say, why can't these things just stand on their own anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my Hasbro 12-inch actually don't have doll stands. They do stand pretty well on their own. Every once in a while, one t- decides to take a dive. But uh, as of yet, I've not hot-glued any of those in place like I have with my dioramas. All right, so I didn't know we were going to talk about doll stands today. <laughs> not too long after the 9- and 10-inch vinyl dolls came out, uh, we started to see these 3-inch PVC figures. These were unarticulated I remember seeing them both in individual, and then they had, like, a big six-pack. I remember buying the six-pack. It had, like, uh, Luke and Vader dueling, and I think a Stormtrooper and Boba Fett and R2 and 3PO, and it had, like, a little base you could plug them into. Uh, And it was kind of interesting. Did you guys buy any of these? Amy, did you buy any of these? I don't recall seeing them, actually. Uh, Just the individuals or the the gift set? The gift set or the individuals. You never saw any of them, really. There was a lot of them, because I know they did like a Greedo, an Emperor, uh, and they just kept coming, and pretty soon I I bowed out. I just couldn't keep up with them. Marjorie, do you remember these? No, and I don't think I still have seen them. They might be somewhere packed away in a box, because we're still boxed up, but I don't know that I would recognize one. 
Well, I will definitely make sure I get pictures of these up on the Facebook page, because I have quite a few of the first ones that came out. Thinking back, I don't have them right in front of me currently, but I know there was, there's a Vader and Luke. I actually have two of those, and they're in kind of a dueling pose. And um, There was an R2 and 3PO that looked like it could go right next to each other, uh, of course. Uh, there was a Stormtrooper, a TIE pilot that looks like he's running. I remember both the Stormtrooper and TIE pilot did not stand up very well either. Uh, there was a Boba Fett, Han Solo. I remember the Emperor. Pretty sure there's a little Greedo, which if you guys don't have that, we'll, we'll have to try and find one for Arnie, I guess, right? Yeah, now I have to find this. Does he have the, the vinyl, uh, the, the nine-inch vinyl Greedo yeah, as well? Yeah, unfortunately, because I tried to buy him, like, themed th- gifts for, like, birthday and Christmas. And so I've had to resort to foreign green Greedo items because he's got so many of the American stuff. I think he's got them all. Okay. Right down to the vinylmations and the pins that go with them. <laughs> okay. But they did quite a few of them. Not, they all had, like, a little plastic stand that they were – it was a part of the figure, like it – what you couldn't take it off the stand or anything, but they didn't always work too well. When I talk about the, the stormtrooper and the tie pilot, they were not weighted well, and that you stand them up and they just fall right over. They they didn't do a very good job, and that's where I think I started to see the quality of the applause products go downhill. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about applause in the past, how they're not as much fun because number one they weren't poseable, but the quality started to dip. We'll move on from the 3-inch PVC, since you guys really don't remember those. Uh, I'm sure we all remember the mugs, at least, right? Oh, God, yes. Yes. And the mugs were pretty cool. They were actually ceramic. Um, I know they didn't just do Star Wars mugs, because I happen to have an applause Borg mug in my uh, cabinet right now. They did a nice job with these, and, and they went on from not just masked characters. I know they started with, like, Vader... Stormtrooper Fett, but I remember seeing Han Solo, Princess Leia, and any of that. Do you guys have any of these, Marjorie? Do you have any? I have the Jar Jar one. We haven't got to oh, episode that's one. that's right. Yet. Sorry. That's the only one I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amy, do you have any of these? Uh, I, I have the Jabba's Palestine mugs, but um, the Gamorrean Guard mug's probably my favorite. Nice, It's yeah. just so well done. My problem when these came out, I, I think they sold for like 10 bucks a piece or maybe more. And it was kind of expensive to try and buy them all. I just bought the Vader at the time. I thought the Vader looked really good. And I know later on they came out with a silver edition Vader, which is the same mold, but it's all done in a shiny silver. A repaint. Uh, yes, a <laughs> repaint, exactly. <laughs> because, you know, what, what else are you going to do when you run out of ideas? Just repaint what you already have. On from the mugs, which the mugs were really cool just because it harkened back to some of the mugs we had from Sigma back in the the original trilogy days, as well as the Harumph mugs. And so it was kind of cool to have those character mugs again. They also did statues. And I know I've, I talked a little bit off the call about this, and apparently neither Amy or Marjorie remembers these statues at all. They were a little bit higher quality applause products. I remember them selling for like 50 to $60. I, I remember specifically there was a, a Jabba, uh, Jabba the Hutt with Han Solo from, from the special edition. They did a bunch of different ones. There was a Han and a Carbonite diorama. They did the, a Jabba the Hutt statuette. There was a Luke and Bacta tank, which I almost bought because I didn't think Hasbro would ever make a Luke and Bacta tank. <laughs> and this was almost to scale with the Hasbro figures. And it had Luke in the Bacta tank with 2-1-B and FX-7. It was actually pretty cool. They did a little Rancor statuette, uh, Sand Trooper with Dewback. There was a Vader's Meditation Chamber, which I'm sure most people are surprised I don't have. I considered it a number of times, but considering the quality was higher on these than the regular applause stuff, but it still wasn't that good, and yet these sold for a lot of money, and so it was hard to 
really want to buy all of these uh, statues and statuettes or get any of them, really. And I, I never bought any of them. I remember seeing them in comic shops. Specifically, I don't know if I ever saw these in Suncoast at all. Uh, they were kind of cool for what they are. They were kind of that high-end item for the day, uh, but nowhere near what we would consider a high-end item today. Well, the good news is, is they go for a song on eBay sometimes. Maybe I'll have to look those up. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up that uh, Vader meditation chamber at some point, at least. On from the statues, do you guys remember the danglers at all? Oh, I have a story about those. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you must right. tell. Well, yeah, are we talking we... episode one danglers? No, we're just talking original trilogy danglers. Oh, okay, well, then I have a story coming up about those. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we're, we're just about to episode one. Okay. I know when the Danglers came out, I was very disappointed in these because I looked at them and it was basically a micro machine on a wire deal connected to a suction cup. And it was basically dead on a micro machine. It wasn't like they went and redid something. I don't know if they bought molds from Galoob on these or what, but they were micro machines, just a little bit more expensive. Like I think they cost three or four dollars. So you can hang them in your window. I have a couple because people have given them to me. I never bought any of these because I just didn't see the point in them. Marjorie, did you get any of the Danglers? Not of the original trilogy ones. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting a lot of the not original trilogy, so let's head into the Episode 1 era, which Applause made a lot of Episode 1 product. They started off doing vinyl dolls and PVC figures, of course. I'm sure, Marjorie, you have to have the Jar Jars of these, right? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Uh, Amy, did you pick up any of these? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. I did. Okay. And what did you buy? Um, I got the Padme battle outfit figure. Okay, that's a nice one, yeah. And that figure is what prompted me to learn how to sew. Oh, really? Because I loved that outfit so much that I had to have that outfit made for myself. So I bought every single version of that figure with that outfit, sculptural, photos, anything I could find, and then ended up uh, teaching myself how to sew one summer and making that outfit. Wow. And so do you still have that outfit today? Yes. In my storage unit. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> when was the last time you wore that? Oh, gosh. Many, many Halloweens passed. I see. I think I remember seeing pictures of this. It looked awesome to me. You looked great in it. Um Maybe you should post some of those pictures up to the Facebook page if you feel like it. I wore it to Celebration 4, and it ended up getting – there was a photo taken of it, and I think it ended up getting put up on StarWars.com or something for a while. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's it's out there somewhere. Okay. All right. So if you want to search for Amy's outfit, go search for it on (laughs) (laughs) StarWars.com. See if you can find it. I remember the PVC figures being much like the ones that had come previously with the original trilogy, and they had Padme in the battle outfit. They had, of course, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul with the the feed duel, and a Jar Jar that I'm sure Marjorie has. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I may have actually double-bought some of these, because I, I sometimes feel the need to differentiate where it's my Jar Jar collection versus the collection. Because oh, I the collection, you know, is going to have a grand space when we get it all done, whereas Jar Jar is probably going to be up in my office. 
Ah, so it has to differentiate. Well, I, I can kind of understand that. There's stuff I've bought two of to where, well, I want this in this part of the collection, and I want this on my desk, or I want this. Sometimes it was this in this part of the collection, this in this part of the collection. Let's not even talk about redundancy, okay, because we do have backups of a number of things in case something goes wrong. Okay, I've never done backups, so. <laughs> you forget I'm married to a programmer. It's true. The PVC figures weren't too bad, though. The, the likenesses were, were okay. They were close to on par with the previous ones. The vinyl dolls uh, had, again, a little bit of articulation, and the likenesses weren't too bad. But applause didn't stop there. They, of course, they made mugs, which we talked about with the original trilogy. Do you guys have any of the mugs of these? Amy? Um, yes, I think I had the ceramic R2 mug. From that. Oh, that's a nice one. They did not make that with with the original trilogy, right. so it's kind of nice that they came out with that on episode one. Uh, Marjorie, do we need to ask? Did you do you have any of the mugs here? You were with me when I bought it. Both of you was were. I? Yeah, both of you were uh, down at Lynn's. Yes. Oh, okay. Lynn's, the repository now, of unloved Jar Jar merchandise. Yes, which then she gifted some to me also because she knew I'd give it a good home. Now, do you have the ceramic mugs or there were also cups? Yep. You have both. <laughs> Nice. Because I know they did the ceramic mugs, and then they did plastic cups that were made more for kids. Yeah, I I have many of those things. That's okay. (laughs) I got the Wicked Ewok mug. Plastic cup. Yeah, we we didn't actually talk about those. There were plastic cups as well for the original trilogy stuff. And there was a great Wicked in that. Applause actually got into something we hadn't seen before when they did pins as well as keychains. And sometimes they did pins and keychains in the same package. And until I was researching this, I didn't even know these existed. Uh, Amy, did you know anything about these? Yep, I have the R2-D2 pin. Oh. I got that back I, in the day. Nice. I don't even remember seeing these, and I was surprised to, to hear these even existed. Marjorie, do you have any of these? I do. Um, these are like the heavyweight keychains, right? I believe so, because there was a couple different keychains from the time. There were like those really heavy ones that came in their own clear blister packs and such. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were those that were not applause. Those oh. were a different company. I always thought those were applause for some reason. Oh. No, there were some. The applause ones are kind of articulated, like the, the ones that I've seen anyway. I've seen like a Watto and a Jar Jar. Now, the and Jar Jar the, I have is articulated, but he's like made out, he's really heavy. Yeah, they are really heavy, but it's, it's, it is articulated like pieces move on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. His legs move yeah, and his arms be, move. Yep, yeah, that would be the applause. Okay, yeah. There. I actually have a few of those because... People feel bad for me, I guess, that I like Jar Jar and want me to have something of Jar Jar. And I have one to use. I have a few to keep carded. So I have, yes, those. Uh, sometimes I feel like people just want to get, get rid of stuff that they don't like, but they can't bear them throw it away. Well, I can understand that. I mean, all of us as collectors, it's hard to throw stuff away sometimes. And you'd much rather go to a home that's going to love it than, than toss it in the trash, right? Yeah, I think I'm running like a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> the Jar Jar Rescue. Yes, home for wayward Jar Jars. Do you got? Do you have any of the pins then as well? I do not have any of the pins that I know of. Because I know there are Jar Jar pins. Uh oh. Oh boy. <laughs> it's begun, Marjorie. It has. Yeah. Start writing this down. <laughs> not only is there pins, but there's the pin and keychain set with both in one package too. Oh boy. Moving on to something else that they got into the first time were magnets. And, again, this was something I never bought. I do remember them, 
because they were kind of plastic shape magnets that kind of had a 3D look to them. They'd have like battle stuff. I, I remember like Naboo fight stuff. I would, uh, Naboo Starfighter coming out of the magnet kind of. Did you buy any of these at all, Marjorie? I didn't personally buy them, but association by marriage. <laughs> so do you have any in your home? Is when I could yes, I, I do. Okay. Yes. I, I was informed as I said, oh, my God, I've got to buy all these applause things. We have these. <laughs> what was it a yes we have these or was it like yeah we have these I think there's a little bit of a little bit of you know sadness when it came out yeah <laughs> okay I, I've noticed with most collectors they don't seem to be that enthusiastic about the applause merchandise they own. Uh Amy did you get any of the magnets I remember seeing them at the store at the time and I was looking at the paint applications, and I was just like, yeah, passing on that one. Not really. I, I can agree with you. When I I, didn't, I had forgotten about these, and I was researching them, and I saw pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't like those. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they didn't look all that great. The other thing I found I did not know they did at all were dog tags. And I was like, really? Dog tags? So did either one of you buy any of the dog tags? Like dogs? Tags for dogs or like military like dog tags? Military. Tags. Military. Yeah, no. I just, <laughs> I, I don't see the point in that. Am I missing something? I don't know. This is one of those things I don't get either. I know recently, uh, like at Target, where they have all those bulk items and with the baseball cards and everything, they had Star Wars dog tags not too long ago. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, I don't see a point in these. I'm not buying them. <laughs> So I don't get it. Maybe somebody out there sees a total point and loves getting Star Wars dog tags. If you do, hit us up on Facebook and let us know all about that. Amy, did you touch the dog tags at all? I, I didn't. But, I, you know, I learned about it the first time in researching for this show. And it fascinated me that this isn't the first time that dog tags has appeared as a licensee. I mean, it goes back to the 90s. That just blew my mind. Yeah, and that's very true. That it surprised me as well, is because I knew they'd done them recently, like like I just said. Right. And I thought that was the first time they'd done them, but that applause had done them for first was interesting. Uh, something I do actually own myself. Um, I forgot I had it until the sudden, suddenly I noticed I had one. Were straws, and these were like curly straws with a character on the top of them. And I discovered I actually have a pit droid one because I think somebody gave me one for my birthday one year. Uh, Marjorie, do you have the Jar Jar one? Of course I do. Now, I need okay. a second one, though, so I can use it. Oh, okay. So you can you need to make your own Jar Jar drink to drink with that, though, right? Yes. I'm sure it would involve something fruity. Something orange, maybe? Yes. And, Amy, did you buy pick up any of these uh, curly straws? No, I remember them, though. Kind of an, an interesting, interesting item, but not the most fantastic out there, for sure. Uh, they also went on and did... I'm not going to get into all of these but they did things like puzzles uh, as well and they had like 3d cube puzzles as well as just regular puzzles but they did banks and containers and i didn't realize that i actually own one of these containers somebody else had given to me and it's actually a pretty cool piece it's an r2d2 container it looks like a big plastic cookie jar basically and it's actually pretty nice do you guys have any of the containers i think it's just r2 and darth maul that they did I don't, and plastic makes me leery. Like, I know what kind of plastic you're talking about because I'm familiar with those items. And that yeah. always yellows if you look at it wrong. You know, impressively, my R2 still looks pretty good, though. Wow. Yeah. Amy, do you have any of these? I don't know. Not even the R2? No. And uh, did either one of you pick up any of the banks? I didn't, no. No. 
Apparently there were crickets there, so uh, no, no, no banks. Who has cash anymore, Ryan? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Did we buy enough applause? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I don't have change to put in the bank because I don't carry cash. Moving on, I'm sure we have we all have some of these, and that was the plush. Now, this is not the same as the Hasbro buddies that were put out, but uh, Applause did their own plush, and they did small plush as well as large plush figures. Marjorie, I'm sure you've got to have some of these, right? I do. Actually, I have all those. And again, something I pick up for dirt cheap at conventions, because my husband didn't really buy plushes until I came along. I've got the large Jar Jar, which I got, like, I want to say less than 20 bucks. He was really cheap. Like, the one that's, like, almost as tall as me. Yeah. And he's great. That's the one I put in Arnie in our in our hotel bed one time and scared the crap out of him. Because <laughs> he rolled over and woke up, and there was Jar Jar, and it's got this big, goofy grin on his face. <laughs> you pulled a godfather on Arnie with a Jar Jar. I did. Nice. That's awesome. And kind of at the same time, they did a couple of, uh, it wasn't just the episode one plush they put out, but I know they put out a Wicket plush. Uh, Amy, do you have the Wicket plush? I do. Oh, wait. I don't have that one. That one I really, really want to get. Well, there we go. So, so listeners, if you know where you can pick up this Wicked Applause plush, we have somebody who really wants it here. I have a line on one. I happen to know a collector in the area that has more than one in their collection, and I've been Ooh. slowly trying to persuade them that they really don't need duplicates of Wicket. So, so far, I'm at an impasse. Another strange item Applause got into were latex puppets. They did a Jar Jar and a Yoda. Do you have the Jar Jar puppet, Marjorie? No, and I've been watching him on eBay, actually, for quite a while, and I'm trying to find one in good shape because the latex deteriorates. Yeah, it's not the best stuff. Uh, Amy, did you pick up either one of these? Uh, No. As everybody can hear, most of the stuff, yeah, most of us didn't really pick it all up because we didn't. It wasn't always the best of products. I will admit, though, going back to plush, I did get the smaller Obi-Wan plush. Smaller Obi-Wan. There was, an, was there one of those? I think so. so. I know there was the Hasbro uh, the Hasbro Buddies. The Hasbro Buddies, I don't think... They did an Obi-Wan in the Hasbro Buddies. Oh, maybe then it's Hasbro. Yeah, because I don't have an Obi-Wan on the list here for okay. plush. Okay. They... Um, yeah. One of our local collector friends in the area has the prototypes in their collection of the large Obi-Wan plush that they were going to do, but never oh. did. Oh, and how awful. It's pretty awesome. I would have loved to have seen that be made, but oh well. And that kind of runs us through everything that Applause did. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about that, that Applause did or any stories about Applause you'd like to, to put in here at this time? Amy, do you have anything? Well, I want to talk about my Episode 1 Danglers, actually. Thanks for... Oh, for that's right. We did not talk about Episode 1 Danglers. <laughs> Go ahead. So it was really early in my collecting career still, I would say. Um, I was still in my teens. And um, I had run across my first ever bargain in Star Wars collecting, which was a box of danglers from episode one. None of them had been opened, and I'm like, wow, this is a bargain at 50 cents a dangler. I'm just going to go ahead and buy them all, right? Oh. Yeah, so I was, uh, I took them home, decided to open up one box set and set them up, and I found out that the uh, stickum, the suction cup, had lost its suction. The plastic had deteriorated to some point where it wouldn't even stick to a window. And they were only maybe a year old at that point. So that kind of threw me for a loop. So what you're saying is you expected a really high-quality product for 50 cents? Apparently so, yes. Okay. I was hoodwinked. <laughs> but I learned my lesson early on with Episode 1 Danglers. So Episode 1 Danglers, 
suck, but not suck that well. Yeah, right? they don't stick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's actually true of the, the earlier ones, too. I know the Y-Wing one I have. I've tried to put it up, and I stick it to the window, and about two hours later, it falls down again. Don't they just the... attach with a hook onto the suction cup? Yeah. You can buy new suction cups. You probably could. Yeah, yeah, if you go to, like, I don't know if you guys have, like, Michaels or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think ultimately I'm going to take the whole thing apart and turn into, a, like, a keychain or something. I haven't, I'm getting there eventually, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. But They could be very large Jersey Shore-type earrings. There you go. Spray paint oh, them gold or silver. Yep. I think nice. I'm going to have to do this now. You can bling yourself out with episode one danglers. There we go. I know what our next celebration craft project will be, Marjorie. We should talk about it. <laughs> I, I think so. I think we're going to have oh, to make no. some Snooky style earrings here. Nice. This kind of ends where Applause made products. They didn't make anything after this, and there's no official reason out there why. And so I want to get your guys' opinion. Do you think episode one killed Applause, Marjorie? I think that episode one killed a lot of things. I mean, there's the famous stories about how with the episode one restaurant tie-ins or get the KFCs and Taco Bells, how franchises just went bankrupt because they had to buy all this merchandise and people didn't go to the stores and buy it. I mean, you can still buy a ton of that stuff on eBay dirt cheap. I think like in, I want to say like in 05, we bought an entire box of all the Taco Bell, all the KFC stuff on eBay, and I think we paid a dollar for a giant box of all of these. And almost got ripped off for the $5 shipping, but hey, we got our box of stuff. But I think that the expected and anticipated marketing of these items did not meet the demand. And uh, let's face it, I'll I'll just, I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Jar Jar killed a lot of things. Let's just, not just, you know, the rebellion and he created the empire Jar Jar screwed a lot of people because people hated him and they were banking on Jar Jar for a lot of these products. That's why episode one is so full of Jar Jar products. I think it's possible that, and it kind of goes with Jar Jar just ruined everything. I'll say that I love him, but he ruined it. That coincided with the fact that you guys are, you guys are around the same age as me, but we were starting to come into our own getting out of college and getting jobs. We had dispensable income that we didn't have before and you have people start making beautiful things like the force effect sabers which i remember seeing in was that o2 for the first time and gentle giant and things like that started hitting the market and there's just no way i mean why would you buy this pvc thing when you could spend a little bit more and get something resin and truly awesome and amy what do you think well i think Applause was the first company to really step up and fill in a void that was left by Sigma because Sigma was doing all of the wacky household goods. They were doing the cups, um, but they bit off a little bit more than they could chew because they, I think they overextended themselves into so many different product lines. I mean, you look at what was done for the original trilogy versus episode one, they quadrupled their output just in the, variety of things that they were offering. And so I think they just kind of outdid themselves by their overreaching into um, and overestimating on, on what people wanted. I, I can see that. It, to me, it wasn't, it's kind of what Marjorie said, and what Amy said, is that it is, it was overdone completely. And they did overreach. Like if you look at where they started, you go back to those in character, out of character stuff, 
early on in their early vinyl stuff, and all, how little they did. I mean, you just look at the original trilogy stuff from about 95, 96 up until 99, and then what they did for episode one probably quadrupled what they'd done in those last three, four years. It was so much. And this happened to, a, I think, a lot of uh, companies that did episode one licenses. They made they produced a lot, as if all of it was going to sell, and we were inundated with Star Wars merchandise everywhere with everything. Um, and Marjorie, uh, you know, even she has to admit that Jar Jar killed a few things. I, I think Jar Jar definitely killed uh, tongue candy forever. I've never seen any more candy in the shape of a tongue. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I did get that for Christmas this year. Because we had been searching. It's hard to find the, any with the candy intact. It melts and turns to goo after years. Who knew? <laughs> and I have a spare one now with no tongue. And it, oddly, it's in our bathroom for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's on the toothbrush holder. So, yeah, I don't know why. You know, it's one of those things that just kind of went along. Yeah, episode one may have killed applause, but they probably kind of killed themselves by overproducing things and doing too much. But since that time, since 1999, do you guys think that we've had anything fill in what applause had done or what Sigma had done in the original trilogy days? Have we had any company come along and start to do those style of products like applause did, Amy? I think we're coming into it right now with the Disney store. They are making ceramic R2 mugs. They're making journals. They're doing PVC figures in different sizes. They're doing plush. So just with what they're offering and as far as trying to match up what Applause originally offered, I think that we're seeing that now with the Disney merchandise. Thankfully, they're sticking with OT so far. So hopefully they'll kind of keep going in that direction. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that Disney stuff, and, and it is, I would actually say, probably slightly better quality than what we saw from Applause at times. Definitely. Uh, as long as they keep from just overdoing it, it should be fine. Now, we all know that when Disney bought the license, they, they said something about the marketing and uh, product coming out of Star Wars wasn't near enough, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Have you guys checked out the exclusives for Comic-Con yet? Because I don't think anyone can say that anymore. And I'm not saying all of them are quality. Yeah. And which, which exclusives would those be, Marjorie? I am not going to say that on the air. However, oh, okay. let's just say that there are more exclusives than I've seen in the entire, like, 10, 11 years I've gone to Comic-Con. And there's still only like a handful I'm picking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, there's not a whole lot I'm planning on picking up. Uh, Marjorie, is there anything that you think is filled in besides what Disney's doing right now for applause since 99? No, because up until like six months ago, we were like in a very bad time. There just wasn't a lot coming out, nothing new, no new licenses just because of, you know, the purchase. And I, I do think that while the Disney store is filling the gap, so to speak, I think that that's only a taste of what's to come. And I, I don't know if you guys have the store Big Lots out where you are? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm predicting that we're going to start seeing stuff hit there that's made for those type of stores. That's going to be the stuff like we've seen for applause with that lower quality bought it, but I don't know why I bought it kind of category. And, you know, the interesting thing with Applause is we talk about lower quality here, and yet it was originally marketed as a, a collectible, something specific for collectors. I know I've seen ads on the back of comics and magazines that, that basically say these are not 
they don't go out and say high-end collectibles, but these are for collectors only. You know, it's better than action figures, that type of thing. And most of us, I think, you know, never thought of them in the same way as necessarily action figures. It, and the other thing is, historically, you look back at Episode 2 and Episode 3, and for the most part, the product that came out primarily came from Hasbro. We didn't see much come from anybody else at that time. Do you guys remember anything from those times? Hmm. Marjorie? I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, I put something that wasn't on there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that was actually when I, we were newly married and we did not have a lot of money. Right around 2005, my husband discovered really high-end collectibles. So, And that was kind of a when he collected everything and not just Star Wars. So we had a lot of stuff. Amy, is there anything you can think of that, I mean, was as mass-marketed but not Hasbro at those times? No, because I was in college during the early 2000s, and I didn't have much money either. And so that was at the point where I was not even buying Hasbro. I was just opening the figures that I had at that point. It's funny that we all say this, because I know when uh, Attack of the Clones came out, I was pretty much broke as well. I, I had no money. And I remember even the Hasbro figures were a stretch for me. But it, just even thinking back, I mean, the Legos existed. Uh, we, we haven't talked about those at all, but Legos did exist at the time. But there was nothing else, not not close to applause or anything else. It was like... All the licensees got scared away from episode one, which is very interesting. Well, why do you think? Because <laughs> they lost money. So next time, we're going to be coming from San Diego Comic-Con because all three of us are going down to San Diego Comic-Con, which at the time of this recording is next week. And uh, we're going to be looking for all sorts of different Star Wars items, including those different and wonderful, wonderfully weird items that we all love. Marjorie, is there anything you're really looking forward to seeing at San Diego? Well, you guys. Well, well, thank you. Yay! <laughs> That's the I think there's a pretty all. awesome fan breakfast that we're going to be at, too. Yes, that is actually one of the hottest events this year. That's going to be kind of weird. Um, yeah. But no, actually, you know, the collectibles, I, I go for them. The best part is seeing my friends, I'll be honest. I see you guys maybe twice a year, and it's my only chance to get together with some people. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. As far as toys i can't say that there's one single collectible i'm waiting for although i might have to get one of those new keychains that's coming out have you seen the golden millennium falcon yeah i did yes yeah that that's kind of sweet but what i think is always fun is to just kind of look at the booths because there's like the little tokyo area that has just some bizarre things from japan definitely and Amy, is there anything you're looking forward to seeing there? Um, well, definitely, you guys. I'm really, really looking forward to the Star Wars Fan Breakfast, as I do every year. And um, for for licensees, there's really nothing that's ca caught my eye that I absolutely have to have or would be really put out if I didn't have. But um, I'll probably make a beeline to the vinyl art section and see what weird... Uh, artistic rendering of Star Wars I can find in that area and um, go to the Tokyo area that Marjorie mentioned and see if they have any Kubricks out that catch my fancy um, and then definitely hit up all of my artist friends and artist Sally and maybe get some some more Obi-Wan sketch cards because I've been collecting those over the years. Very nice. I know from me personally, of course, you guys, as well as all those other people we've met through the years, uh, one of the great things about, to me, for Star Wars collecting is it's not just the stuff we buy and, and put in our homes and get to show off once in a while, but it's all the great people that we meet along the way, and it makes collecting it so much more fun. 
But there's also, I mean, for me, I'm a Hasbro completist. I have to get the Jabba the Hutt from uh, Hasbro, the six-inch exclusive one. I may try to get the the Hot Wheels car. We'll see. I didn't get in on the pre-order for that. I'm still kind of on the fence with the Hot Wheels. But getting into those different things, there's the the Funko plush that are going to be there this year. Uh, I'm interested in seeing those. There's always whatever Underground Toys has to offer. I always like finding the different plush that they do. I know last year I bought the Bantha and Rancor that they did. Of course, any Vader that they've done, I've always bought those. It's quite amazing to look back at this point at how many different plush Darth Vaders I have for the big, mean, evil guy in those three movies. Uh, He's got a lot of cuddly plush figures done of him. (laughs) There's also an artist that Amy discovered and showed me last year that does uh, art based on vintage action figures. David Pryor. David Pryor. Hmm. And he does such cool stuff. I bought last year an, uh, a Jawa and Yoda little tiny uh, art on canvas that are done of the three and three-quarter inch action figures, and they're fantastic. And I'd love to see what else he comes up with. I know he did a poster based on all the Star Wars mailaways last year as well. Now, I know that, now, that's really cool. I'm going to look him up. I always go to Artist Alley and get, like, a cheap sketch from somebody. Like, 25 and under is my limit. Yep. And I usually have them do Jar Jar. And I've only encountered one person who refuses to do Jar Jar, even though I've gotten lots of art from him. So That's interesting. Somebody would refuse money to do a Jar Jar. Yeah. And I was super excited. Like, in Germany, Jake did his first Jar Jar at my request. He'd never nice. done a Jar Jar before. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Jake did a lot of art. I'm surprised he never did a Jar Jar before. He was thrilled, and it's awesome. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I'm glad to hear that he was thrilled. I mean, to me, it, it's it's a shame that there's artists that would ever say, no, I'm not going to do that, even though you'd pay me to do that. I would never, whatever, sully myself to do that character or whatever. That That's kind of lame, in my opinion. They, they should be, you're an artist, you should be willing to, to kind of do anything and let it go and just do it. Right? Yeah, I think you know, so. If they don't want to do Jar Jar, you don't want the art anyway, right? So, I suppose so. <laughs> he does good art. Uh, I know. I've had some people that don't want to do Obi-Wan for whatever reason. So, That's crazy. I don't understand that at all. Eh, it happens. So next time, we will be coming to you from San Diego Comic-Con, talking about all the fun stuff that uh, we find there. We'll probably be recording all together, so that'll be uh, an impressive thing for us to do, especially after only two episodes that we already all get together. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me today on our episode. Thank you, Marjorie, for being here once again. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for being the champion of Jar Jar and never giving up on him <laughs> and always being willing to share all your fun Jar Jar stories because it is it is a lot of fun. I'm not the biggest fan of Jar Jar, but I love to see everything that you enjoy with that and, and how enthusiastic you get about it. And you feel a little bit sorry for me, right? <laughs> I don't. I can't say a little bit. Sorry. I mean, we we obviously we're on the show. We all collect things that are maybe a little different, or maybe that people don't like. I know on Galaxy of Toys, I get put down a lot for liking a lot of this stuff that pe- most people think sucks. So uh, I can understand and relate anyway. <laughs> and thank you, Amy, for being on once again. Yep, thanks for letting me be on. Oh, absolutely. Always great to hear from you. You've got a great voice into like that artistic stuff and i know you've introduced me to a lot of that stuff i never would have seen without it so it's it's good to have you uh on here and, and to be able to share all that with us 
Anytime. So check us out next time from San Diego. Until then, if you want to check out any information or see pictures from this episode, please check out our Facebook page under Collecting Cosmos. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or would like to pass on any information, you can go through the Facebook page or contact us at swccpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to bringing you an interesting episode full of fun, laughter, and a little bit of the oddball look of Star Wars next month. Thank you for listening, and yub nub. One final bit of information to add on here is we're just about to release the episode. We're going to be live tweeting from San Diego Comic-Con at the Hasbro panel. If you would like to follow any of that, you can look up our Facebook page at Collecting Cosmos. They will all be appearing there. Or if you just want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter name is SWCCPDCAST. You'll be able to follow it right from there. We'll be getting up the live tweets as we go from the Hasbro panel if you would like to follow that at all. Thank you, and we look forward to talking to you live from San Diego. Lapi 